Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Russell Life's Radio's Indie Focus. This is the episode where we sit down with someone who is working or has worked in independent wrestling and we learn more about them. Hashtag support indie wrestling. And today we're with the irresistible Jordan Cruz. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing really good. Doing really good. It's been a good day. That's what I like to hear, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, I'm assuming you've been sitting home for a little while with all this coronavirus stuff going on. What have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Well, uh, being in, you know, U.S. military and, and, you know, I'm still active duty. So we're still we're still going to work, you know, trying to maintain social distancing, of course. Yeah. I've had that to keep me busy for the most part. But, you know, there's a lot more free time with the, you know, lack of wrestling going on. So in the meantime, it's just trying to trying to stay in shape as best as possible, you know, at home workouts and uh, watching a lot of film. Yeah, so let's before we get into the wrestling, let's talk a little bit about what you enjoy. So, what do you like to do in your downtime? Obviously, you you know you study a lot of wrestling, uh, and you've already said you watched a lot of film. But when you do, you have any other hobbies that you really enjoy? Um, yeah, well, I I really enjoy fitness. Um, you know, staying in shape. You know, one of my goals down the road uh, is to become a personal trainer and stuff, and that's something I think I can do in addition to wrestling, but I consider myself to be pretty laid back, you know, man. Uh, I like everything, movies, music, you know, uh, going to the beach, you know, grilling out, just hanging out with friends, having a good time, really. That's pretty cool. And you live in California, correct? That's right. Yeah. So I work a quarter mile from the beach, but that is uh, on the East Coast. So we, I'm on the opposite side of the U.S. from you. Dang. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your military experience, man. What branch are you in? How long have you been in it? All right. Well, yeah, I'm in the uh, United States Marine Corps. Uh, I've been in since August of 2015. So we're coming up on five years now. Uh, I, it was one of those things where, you know, I decided at a pretty young age that that was something that I wanted to do. And I kind of stuck with it. So as soon as I graduated high school, it was, you know, three months after that, that I went to boot camp. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So what do you do in the military? Well, my official uh, job is an intelligence analyst. It, uh, I always say it sounds cooler than it is, but, right. uh, you know, hey, it pays the bills. Well, that's cool, man. Well, thank you for your service. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks for your support. Yeah. So let's talk about wrestling now. So you said you do a lot of film study. Have you watched wrestling your entire life? Did you like it a lot when you were a kid? Um, yes and no. So I definitely watched a lot as a kid. I didn't necessarily start as uh, as early as some people. Uh, I'm sure most guys you talk to, or Ed Gals, of course, um, watched wrestling. You know, three, four years old. For me, I didn't really start getting into it until I was uh, a teenager. But the second I started watching it. I, I immediately was glued to the television. I fell in love with it right away. And I very quickly started, you know, doing my research to try to catch back up to speed with everybody else. Yeah. So the WWE Network is really good for that. I assume you probably do a lot of film study there. Absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, back then, not so much. Uh, they didn't have the network, but uh, YouTube was uh, kind of. Yeah. Different. So tons of YouTube. Um Tons of YouTube searches throughout my uh, childhood. That's awesome. So what uh, what got you into wrestling? Like when you, you turned it on 
and you saw some of your favorite wrestlers. Who who were some of your favorite wrestlers when you first got into it? Uh, right off the bat, I, I, a lot of the high flying and more acrobatic style, you know, naturally is what kind of caught my attention first. So I'll say guys like yeah. uh, Rey Mysterio, um, Jeff Hardy, who I say is everybody's first favorite wrestler. Uh, right. Like Shelton Benjamin, you know, and the stuff they did with the ladder matches was just absolutely insane. And for somebody who, you know, I knew about wrestling. I didn't really have a great opinion on it. And then I saw the stuff they were doing and it just blew my mind. That's really cool. And it makes me really happy to hear you say Shelton Benjamin, because I feel like he is one of the most overlooked wrestlers of all time. He was so talented in the ring. He still is. But when he was younger, it was just incredible. Some of the things that he did. Absolutely. He's uh, he's a guy who doesn't get uh, a lot of the attention that sometimes that he deserves, but what a heck of a career. I know. Now, you mentioned Rey Mysterio, and you like the High Flyers. I know that one of your nicknames is Lucha Daddy. So right. tell me a little bit about that. Okay. Well, uh, that was a th- this is one of those things that uh, it started out not necessarily as a joke, but just kind of as an inside thing among, uh, among my friend group. That I think. So Ryan Kidd, who coincidentally is uh, one of my trainers, along okay. with – Botros and Fidel Bravo. We we started calling ourselves that a long time ago, even before we really became a group. And eventually it just got to the point where we decided, hey, we should make this happen. And so we started teaming up in various promotions and it kind of took off from there. Are you often inspired by the Luchador style? Um, yes, I definitely try to take a um, – incorporate that into my style. Uh, I like to think that I'm a little bit more of a, you know, Swiss army knife in terms of, I kind of incorporate every style, but you know, based out of San Diego, uh, if you don't at least have some Lucha in your, you know, repertoire, you're not going to last very long. That's interesting. That's actually really interesting to hear. And I, that's really cool to me because the reality is a lot of, before, way before I was growing up, you know, they had the territories. And even still nowadays, you know, Texas has a certain wrestling style. Uh, California has a certain wrestling style. And then, of course, when you leave the U.S., Mexico, Japan, even China have their own wrestling styles. And that's just so cool to me to, to hear about, you know, them really wanting and preferring a specific style in one part of the country. No, absolutely. Everywhere you go. And even within, you know, San Diego might have a... a might cater to a certain fan group and uh, Los Angeles might cater to a different fan group. So uh, that's, that's just part of it though, is kind of knowing your audience and trying to, you know, give them what they want essentially. Yeah. So you, you discovered wrestling as a teenager. And if you're telling me that you joined the military at 18 in 2015, you're still very young. What made you decide to actually become a wrestler? Um, that's one of those, you know, you hear it so often, the whole, the whole childhood dream thing. It was definitely something that, you know, as the more I watched wrestling, the more I realized how fun and how cool would it be to have that as your job. Um, so I, I, I find that that was something that in the back of my brain, I always wanted to do. And, um, from the moment I, you know, reached high school, I started, I got into sports, I got into weightlifting and uh, we actually didn't have wrestling at my school because we were so small, but we had football. I figured that was the next closest thing. 
So everything I did, it all came to me thinking about how could I better position myself to be successful at wrestling. So it was something I always wanted to do. Then, uh, you know, I, you know, I found that calling to join the military, but somehow, some way it put me here in California and, you know, which is a hotbed for wrestling right now. So it, it, it seemed like fate. It seemed like I couldn't pass up this opportunity. That's really cool. So you moved to California with the, with the military and you just, I'm assuming, and you tell me if I'm wrong, that you looked up wrestling schools at the time and then you found where you trained. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. So I, I got, I got to, uh, California in what, maybe 2016. And I didn't, I didn't actually start training until about a year after that. Um, it was just one of those things where I was kind of making up excuses in my own brain about why I shouldn't, or, you know, maybe I should wait a little bit longer, but, uh, eventually I, I, you know, I got the courage and yeah, I started looking up wrestling schools and, you know, I mentioned Ray Mysterio as being an inspiration for me. He is actually my favorite wrestler. And so I saw an advertisement of him wrestling, uh, for SoCal pro wrestling for one of their anniversary shows. And that ended up being the school I started training with. That's really cool. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about more about the school and what happened like the first day that you showed up. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it, it was pretty quick. Actually, I called up, uh, Jeff Dino, who uh, is the promoter there down in, uh, San Marcos and he runs, you know, the training school. And I called him on a Monday. I told him, Hey, I was interested in, uh, in giving this a shot. And he said, cool. When do you want to show up? I said, how does t- tomorrow sound? And he did. And so, you know, the next day I showed up and immediately got to work. Uh, you know, there's a few guys out there. I'll give a shout out to uh, Ryan Kidd, who, again, you know, he is one of my trainers, as well as uh, the incredible Anthony Idol, as well as he uh, just recently retired, but uh, Dark Usagi. So shout out to those guys for really getting me started. Do you have any, like, rituals that you do before your match starts? Uh. Not specifically. Most of the time, it's just kind of uh, not psyching myself up too much because it, it's absolutely very nerve-wracking. So I kind of just talk to family or just talk to some of the guys in the back uh, and just kind of keep my mind off it because I find I can get pretty nervous. Right. I got gotcha. you. Did you ever like do any speaking in front of your classes or were you any, any plays or anything as a kid, anything in front of an audience? We had a few, you know, school plays and, you know, recitals and stuff that we were kind of uh, forced to do nothing, nothing voluntary like that. However, uh, part of my job in the Marine Corps is um, giving these, you know, these briefings to um, anywhere from a small group to upwards of, 100 200 people at one time so that definitely um built up my confidence and that was something that did make me confident that i wouldn't be too nervous being in front of crowds yeah plus if you're playing football at any kind of a high level you're gonna have at least a little bit of a crowd i know that's very different because you're focused on you know the 10 guys on your side and the 11 guys on the other but you're still playing in front of a bunch of screaming people no, absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, if you, I will say it's much different wrestling. It's, you know, generally speaking, uh, two people in the ring with, with a ref. 
Whereas, you know, you've got 22 guys on the field at one time. But with football, if, if you mess up, they will notice and they will call you out. So right. very similar <laughs> in that aspect. Yeah, 100%. You're getting heckled whether you're making a bad play or screwing up a, a wrestling move one way or the Absolutely. other. Absolutely. <laughs> what position did you play in football? Uh, I was a strong safety. Cool. Yeah. So you must be pretty quick. Uh, I was quick enough, you know. <laughs> I, I was uh, I was a lot smaller than I am now, you know. Um, coming out of high school, I made I weighed maybe 160 pounds. So oh, wow, right? So very uh, very small guy, but um, but I was strong for my size, and I think that helped gave me an advantage. I was able to you know kind of get under people, but yeah. uh, and, you know compare that to now also you know. 18, I was 160, tw- I'm 23 now, and I'm sitting, you know, about 205 on a given day. So so did, did you ever wrestle when you were 160, 170 pounds? No, like I said, they didn't really have any wrestling at my school, unfortunately. I mean, I yeah. did, you know, wrestle with my cousins and stuff, if that counts. <laughs> Close enough. In the backyard, you know, yeah. boys will be boys. I got you. I got that. So... The, your very first match, you're backstage, you're fixing to come out in front of a crowd. This has never happened before. Okay. Tell me how your nerves were going and tell me how the match went. Uh, my first match, that, that was an interesting time. I um, So I started training September of 2017. I had my first match in March of next year. So, you know, I had been training for, for six months at the time and they needed – uh, two spots to be filled. So me and then one of the other guys that I started with um, did this match against uh, Dark Usagi, who was one of my trainers, as well as Dirty Doug, who's another wrestler out here in San Diego. But um, it was interesting because – so they put us in these full-body morph suits. They called my partner the Blue Tornado, and they called me uh, the Ninja. So I didn't necessarily wrestle as Jordan Cruz in my first match, which okay. kind of created some of that pressure a little bit. And I think it went as well as your first match could go. Right. You know, it, it, it's a nerve-wracking thing. You know, it, you can practice and you can train all you want, but, you know, there's nothing quite like the real deal. So it was an absolutely phenomenal experience, though, I must say. So full body morph suit. So I need to talk about this because one of my buddies and I interviewed him a few weeks ago for listeners. They know him as uh, Verde. His name's Jose. So one of his gimmicks is that he wrestles in a green full body morph suit. So did you have like the mask and everything or were you able to see out of it? How did that go? No. Okay. So it went, the, the morph suit went up to my neck and we kind okay. of, the, the the head part in the back, but I did also yeah. wear a black uh, luchador mask as well. That's awesome. So yeah, and then uh, to, they, they called me the ninja, so I threw like a uh, a red, uh, you know, um, what's it called headband, foot clan, essentially. <laughs> That's so, terrific, dude. That's yeah, really was, cool. Uh, and it, what was interesting about that match is, you know, it, it, you know how fans can be, can be, you know, uh, it started out, they were chanting, you know, create a wrestler at us. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, 
I, it was tough not to laugh out there. But then by the end of it, they were, you know, they had our backs. They were chanting, you know, for Blue Tornado. They were chanting for the Ninja. And uh, so it was interesting to see that play out. So you guys must have done pretty well then if you were able to turn the fans on for you in your first match. Hey, that's, uh, you know, that's the part that matters. So <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So let's fast forward just a little bit. And let's okay. talk about your first match as Jordan Cruz. How did that go and how did that come about? Okay. Um, the, my first match as Jordan Cruz was in um, July of that year. So they were running this uh, 4th of July show at a, uh, it was a big carnival. They had, you know, all, kind of, all, the, all the games and roller coaster rides. And uh, it was just a battle royal, nothing crazy. But okay. They asked me if I had gear, and I did, and so and they put me in, and I'd say again, it went about as well as you know a a match like that can go. Yeah, I got you. So when you are, let, let's do this. So you've, you've been wrestling for three, four years now. Yeah, just uh, just under three years. Awesome. So tell me about the your absolute favorite match you've ever had, and tell me why it was your favorite. Okay, uh, my favorite match is probably um, at one of the SoCal Pro anniversary shows. I uh, I teamed with Ryan Kidd, and we call ourselves, you know, we're all part of the Lucha Daddies, but we are, uh, the two of us together are, you know, the Maximum Chick Magnets or MCMs. Okay. And we were defending our tag team championships against the Wolf Zaddies, so that's Bad Dude Tito and Che Cabrera out here in uh, San Diego and LA area. Okay. We were the, the opening match for the show and it was for the tag team championships and we got out there and the crowd, they, they were just hot right off the bat. And it was just so fun that everything we did, every, you know, the crowd reacted just the way we wanted it to. And it was just a ton of fun. And that was one of the real times that I felt, man, I really, you know, I can do this, you know? That's really cool, man. That's really cool. So I know you've worked as a face because the matches that I watched on YouTube, you were working as a face. Um, I'm assuming you've worked as a heel. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's interesting that I have uh, – I've wrestled way more as a heel than a baby face, but most okay. of my on social media is as a baby face. So to me, your gimmick just oozes a mega heel to me. And it's just, it's very different. It's entertaining, but it just oozes as a mega heel. Like you're that jock, that star quarterback that everyone in high school, if they weren't popular too, they absolutely despised. And your gimmick is really unique because at first when I saw it, I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like Alex Riley, right? But then I watched some of your matches and I, I saw the way that you set everything up. When like the, I watched your match with uh, Cody Vance and you've got the red flag in your tights. It's just, it's just a really, really cool little setup. And you've got like the, the football playbook on your wrist. It's just really interesting. I've never seen anything like that before. How did you come up with that? A lot of it, and, and you hear this all the time in these interviews, they'll, uh, wrestlers will say their characters are just them, you know, turned up to 1,000 or 9,000 yeah. or whatever. And, you know, we've already talked a ton about football, you know, just in this, you know, past 20 minutes alone. So football, sports in general, has always, you know, been a big part of my life. 
So when, you know, you first start training, they tell you to really think about things that, you know, are important to you and how you can use that as a, uh, as part of your persona and, um, our trainer down there at SoCal pro and one of them, Anthony idol is really good with this sort of thing. And he told me, dude, you're, you're a football player. Just go out there and be a football player. And that's something that I did. So, you know, from night one, um, I started, you know, busting out the letterman jackets and it, it slowly evolved over time. I added the playbook. I came up with the, you know, the eye black on my face, which I'd wear every once in a while. Um, the penalty flag, the coaches, uh, the coach's challenge red flag that I had. So it's just something that developed over time. That's really cool. Yeah. The coach's challenge thing, like when you, cause the, the match versus Cody Vance was the first one that I watched and I popped so hard when you pulled that out and then he reacted to it instead of ignoring it. And it was the funniest thing. Like I just thought it was so great and it's just so original, man. It's not something that you see in like AEW or WWE. I just, I really liked it. I think it's ingenious. Well, thank you. You know, that, yeah. it, it's so hard. I, everything in wrestling, it seems like has been done. So uh, it, it, you just have to get so uh, get creative. And that, I, I was lucky to find something that I really don't think anybody else has done before. Right. Yeah, it's cool. So if you've worked both as a face and a heel, which one do you like better? They're both great in their their own different ways. Um, I like being I like being the heel. It, mostly because that's what I'm more comfortable doing. Uh, and, and I like being in control of the pace of the match and control of the fans. I can make them like me as much as I want or, you know, hate my guts. And, and to get that reaction from them is a good feeling. But also, you know, when I inevitably get conquered by whatever babyface I'm going up against, to hear – the positive reaction that they're glad to see me lose is also yeah. a phenomenal feeling. But I can't lie and say that, you know, wrestling as a baby face and having the people behind you and them rooting for you and wanting to see you win isn't also a, you know, a very good and fulfilling experience. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah, I – so as I mentioned to you before we started recording, I did some ring announcing for Go Wrestle a couple weeks back or a couple months back, I guess, at this point. And uh, I went out there, and this other guy in the back said, hey, these two guys are going to heckle you when you go out there. And I said, okay. And they did. And I loved every second of it. And I don't think that they expected me to because it was my first time ring announcing, and they thought that they would be able to get to me. But it's just, it's just so much fun just being able to get any kind of feedback from the fans. And I could totally get, you know, that – even though you're losing and they're cheering your opponent, that's your job as a heel. And I think it's 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 got to be a good feeling being able to hear that roar of the crowd because even though it is for your opponent, who's the babyface, it's also for you because you've done your job. Absolutely. That, that's why, you you know, that's one thing you'll notice. With, uh, anytime a wrestling match starts, typically the heel comes out first. Why? To garner that reaction, you know. Right. You know, the babyface can – can be the greatest baby face in the world, right? But uh, without that good heel to really get the crowd, you know, against him, it, it's it's really hard to do your job as a baby face. Both both jobs are equally important. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think a lot of people kind of miss that. I think that if you have a big baby face who's getting cheered, that it it takes a good heel, unless you're a, a exceptional baby face 
to really put that face over. And uh, I don't think a lot of casual fans don't understand that. I totally agree with that. So let's talk about like wrestling dream matches for a second. You've been a wrestling fan for 10 or so years. Right. You've been wrestling for about three. You've been doing lots and lots of film study. If you could wrestle anyone from any point in wrestling history, who would it be and why? The first name that comes to mind is... is so, while Rey Mysterio and those guys inspired me to get into wrestling, the person who most inspires and I feel like influences my style is Kurt Angle. And oh, yeah. He, he, in my opinion, is the greatest of all time. And he is by far the, the you know first choice for me. If I could wrestle anybody in any, you know type scenario it would be to you know just go and and learn from that man i tell you you got a mean german suplex <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> <laughs> so i am i'm one of those guys where i think Shawn michaels is the greatest of all time right but i'm okay if someone tells me rick flair or if someone tells me kurt angle or if someone tells me chris jericho because guys like that are they're they're in one one group right they're all so right. exceptional and kurt angles is one of those guys where even when he basically had to leave wwe because he couldn't get medically cleared he he wrestled and i don't know if you realize this he wrestled for tna longer than his original wwe run and i didn't know that until i was researching him a couple months back i didn't even realize that myself and he had some just stellar matches there as well yeah, he's absolutely incredible, and he's one of my favorites, too. I could talk about Kurt Angle all day. This isn't about Kurt Angle. This is about you. But, yeah, I, yeah. I understand where you're coming from <laughs> because he's very talented. So tell me a little bit about where you wrestle now. And I understand right now there is no wrestling. But once things come back up, where will we be able to see you? Okay, yeah. Well, uh, SoCal Pro is my home promotion, but that's not the only place I train. So I also want to give some credit to uh, Level Up School. Uh, level up pro wrestling school down in uh, La Mesa, San, which is in San Diego. They are trained by B Boy, which if you don't know who he is, he's you know he's he's been in this business a long time, twenty years. He's a CZW Hall of Famer, so he really knows his stuff. Uh, so he so this, that school runs shows as well as Ground Zero. Uh, additionally, I trained up in the Enoki Dojo in LA, trained by oh, Wow No Kid. So. Uh, a lot of phenomenal training going on there. But so, yeah, you'll see me at SoCal Pro. You'll see me at the Level Up School. You'll see me uh, at Enoki Dojo as well. And Arizona with Arizona Wrestling Federation whenever they start back up. And as well uh, as Best of the West up in San Jose. And beyond that, there's more opportunities out there. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody that I'm forgetting to mention right now. I'm sure they'll hit me up. <laughs> That's really great, man. So it sounds like you, uh, you're doing pretty well. You're wrestling for multiple promotions. That's great. That's just it. You know, just getting that experience and just kind of trying to get your name out there. I feel like I'm at the point right now where, well, unfortunately, despite, you know, having to take a few months off, I've got the experience. I, you know, I know what I'm doing out there. I just need that platform. Right. So let's talk about your social media. Where can we find you? Okay, well, you can find me uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So I'm on Facebook at uh, Jordan Cruz, as well as Instagram and Twitter. Uh, both my handles are Jordan Cruz Pro. So there are no other accounts. There actually, I've had a little bit of trouble on Twitter 
with a few, uh, you know, fake accounts. These guys like or gals, I don't know which, like to you know role play and pretend. Right. Which you know is fine and dandy. I just wish they would give me you know credit and, and you know say that they're a fan account. But right. The only places that I post online is at Jordan Cruz Pro. Okay. That's great, man. That's interesting to know that you you've already you've been wrestling for three years, and you've already got fans or trolls or whatever you want to call them that are making fake accounts. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of mind boggling. I was like, like, you can at least pick somebody who's been around a little bit longer. But hey, right. you know, imitation is the best form of flattery, as they say. So I will be flattered by it. I suppose so, man. That's pretty crazy. That's really cool. Well, we, we wish you all the luck in the world. Uh, like I said, I've watched multiple matches of yours. You're incredibly talented. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in either Ollie Wrestling, World Wrestling Entertainment, Impact, somewhere on my TV real soon. Yep, I hope so too, man. We'll see. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, man. I really appreciate you hanging out with us. Oh, yeah, no problem at all. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt Sin, also known as Wrestle Life Matt. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestle Life Matt. You can find us all on Facebook and Instagram at Wrestle Life Radio and at Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter. And remember, the whole reason we're doing this is to hashtag support indie wrestling. Buy indie wrestling merch, guys. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. We hope you all have a wonderful day. <laughs>